I got I was meant to go north on the freeway and I went south. Luckily, luckily it was only a three minute detour. That thing could if you do that in LA, it can cost you like literally an hour of your life. If you do that in Dallas, it could cost you like like 30 smooth minutes for real. Man, <laughs> for I, real. Literally, as soon as I realized I was on 405 South, I was like, I told him I'd be home in 15 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> I was um it was last week when I was going to the dentist. I, I did the same thing. I meant to go 635 east instead of 635 west. And and then I just so happened, I'm like, hold on, am I tripping? And I put it in my GPS and Sure enough, yeah. Sure enough. I was tripping. Well, yeah. In that case, in any event, since we both can't go the right direction, how about we welcome you in? To, so let me ask you this, which is a podcast about two buddies talking about life's insignificant issues or trivial topics. And apparently, neither one of us know where we're going. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here with our, my co-host, TK. Of course. Uh, before we start, make sure you keep up with us on all things social. At, so let me ask you this. That is you, just one letter, unlike the full spelling within our title of this show. So that's on all things social. And hey, TK, I'll tell you this. Since the last time I talked to you, buddy, since the last time I talked to you, I have had a significant life change. Okay. I have to go to work either, now. You either... Oh I, look, I was, I was like, wait a minute, you either got a dog, a girlfriend, a, um, a baby's on the way, like something, something oh, is popping. No, no, I have to go into the office, which honestly, that's just not that, as disruptive as the rest of those things. No, nah, that's but worse. highly, highly disruptive, right? <laughs> yeah. Highly, highly disruptive to the things yeah. that I'm about and the things that I've been doing with my life over the last eighteen months or so. But sure. in my defense, and in their defense for wanting me to come in, it is football season. Let's get this chair right. It is football season, and football season is 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 the busy season, as Ted Lasso would say. Football is life. So I will be. At the grind in the office today. You're the third podcast that I've talked to today. Just, just know, just know that. Thanks. Glad, glad to be here. I also have to say, the least, uh, the least professionally known of all my, the, all the people I've shared the microphone <laughs> with today. Yeah, that's that's probably very accurate. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was with earlier today. I was on with TJ Hushmanzada. Okay. Recording the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, which oh. previews all of my picks for week two. You can go download and subscribe to that one, especially if you're listening to me here. I assume you're a fan. So I would say check that one out. Probably. Also, you can hear me on the Extra Points podcast with Cousin Sal, the guy who is literally known as Cousin Sal. He's a grown man. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. known as Cousin Sal because Jimmy Kimmel calls him Cousin Sal because that is his cousin. And Dave Damashek. So if I were to rank these people in order, I'd have to say probably TJ, you say Hushman Zeta, I say Hushman Zada first, Cousin Sal, and then you and Damashek are close, you know, in terms of notoriety. No, we but, but he, no, I'll say not. this. I'll say this. The gap between I follow more people on Twitter than than what follows me. So therefore <laughs> I am one hundred percent below. Like there is no check next to my name. There is no um I've no one of bro, you are the most quote air quotes famous person that um that would be following me via social. So Nah, I'm I'm down there, bro. It's all good. It's all good. But you true. know what, though, honestly, quite honestly, it's different if you have a job that is front facing, right? Like I don't feel I'm not famous in any way, right, or anything like right. that. But I know people, and the th the reason why I know certain people is just because they also work front facing jobs. Like they're all regular people. You know what I'm saying? It's just the idea. Like I was telling TJ, you need to get on Twitter. A, he, he needs doesn't to get have on Twitter. Twitter. Exactly. So, A, he needs to get on Twitter so he can retweet my stuff, right? <laughs> because that, that's yeah. what needs to happen, first of all, immediately. And then also, so if you could, I told him, like, dude, if you got on Twitter right now, you'd have 150,000 followers before the day's over. You could probably monetize your Twitter account in the span of 48 hours. Right, right. So why right. would you not? But trying to get him on the boat in any event, go check those out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, please rate, review, and subscribe. Those as well. But yeah, long story short, I'm back in the office. I'm editing. I'm talking on the... I was just... I mean, 
That's trash, dog. I'm not gonna lie. When you <laughs> so so when you text and you said like you were leaving the office, I was like, oh okay, you had to go somewhere like, you know, you had to go somewhere special today or whatever. But like, I didn't know that this is a regular thing. Like, you're back to like, oh, that is terrible. Oh my god. So I'm so is this like a four a.m., three a.m., four a.m. thing? Like no. So so. No, it's not. I get there at nine. And uh, yeah, I get there at nine. So I get there at nine and uh, I end up leaving around one. But today I was, you know, swamped with work. So I, I, put, I, text you, I, text, I texted you at one o'clock and I said, there's no way I'm going to make it to record at three o'clock. And it's like, I was like, I'll, yeah. I'll catch you. I was like, I'm on my way. I promise you. And I was just telling somebody, I'm going to have to adjust these Wednesdays because this is much, this is, this is just too much talking for one day. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've yeah. now talked for yeah. four hours, almost four hours now. Well, so. well, I did text you and my defense, I text and said, Hey, yo, if you can't go today, I understand it's all good. I'm not tripping. So, I mean, I, I personally am, I'm not like beat. Like my birthday was not like, like, wild and crazy by any means i think i was sleep at 11 like i wanted to be awake and see my birthday go away didn't make it i woke up this morning with socks on like yeah so what does that tell you i i crashed like because i was up at 12 the night before because i wanted to see my birthday come in so that's why i was like I, i'm not tripping but yeah my my bedtime now is about 9 9 30 or pretty much as soon as the football game ends i'm going to sleep but we did bury the lead tk you did celebrate a birthday yesterday it sounds like you had a roaring party thing up till midnight to see the clock change oh yeah what a blast i mean so um this birthday was weird like i think you kind of spoke on it like when when your birthday passed about a month ago is uh, like it was weird just because like it's not a milestone birthday. I'll turn 31. So it's not a milestone. Uh, last year, it was. it's hard to top that because although it was in the middle of a pandemic, like I got a surprise party, which was the first surprise party that I'd had in 20 years, literally since my 10th birthday. Um, so I had a surprise party. I got like tons of gifts and tons of support and all that. Like it was just a blast, right? This year was just kind of like, blah kind of it was on a tuesday um that's first <laughs> secondly you know it's not a milestone so it's just like it was whatever but i i i don't say blah to like to say it could have been better from anyone in my circle or anything they they definitely you know gave me what i needed um i was appreciative and like really i think my outlook on this birthday was a lot different just because my outlook this year was just like i'm just grateful humbled and appreciative to be alive to see another year to be here to be able to do whatever you know do do whatever it is that i would like to do with the rest of my life so that's kind of how my approach was so i mean it wasn't like the big party thing or nothing like that. I had more alcohol than I typically do, which still was nowhere near the level of consumption that used to be in my twenties. Like I was right. still able to see straight. I still drove. So, <laughs> you know, I had two old fashions at dinner, you know, so that that's where I was. You know what I mean? I feel like cool, the though. biggest thing about birthdays now is somebody else picks up the dinner check, which is cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's my birthday. Somebody else can pick up the check. Yeah. Because I'm me a bottle still, perfect. And I'm automatically just assuming that, uh, you know, old, uh, old Chase Preferred is popping out whenever we go sit down somewhere. You feel me? Yeah. Like, everybody was like, well, well what do you want? You know, and, and you spoke on it before, too. Like, I don't know what to ask for. So, you know what I asked for this year? Shirts. So here's yeah. one Stone Cold Steve Austin uh okay. vintage vintage wrestling tee. I was like I just want like some like vintage like graphic shirts. Shirts that I could just put like put jeans on and some matching sneakers and call it a day. So I got probably like four or five shirts. I'm cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's where it was that's where it was this year. So it is what it is. Man, so I know you saw this video of, uh, well, first of all, there's been a recent, not a recent, but I've said the last like five years, it really started happening when I was working in local news. Okay. But people started installing these ring cameras and all of a sudden ring videos became a thing. I right? got a ring. 
I got a ring in front of the crib. Yeah, so I, I don't personally have one, but I, you know, a lot of people do. But so like you would see uh, an incident happen on the street, and then you know, working at Channel Seven, we would then source ring camera videos, mm-hmm. and you could put together a decent shot of what happened for sure, hundred percent HD and everything. So you know, and as you know, that I was that was what seven, eight years ago now. So now everything obviously is just increased tenfold. For um, sure, 100%. But we saw a video. I say we, the internet, the collective I, timeline. I hope I hope at this point everybody has like yeah. seen it. Well, I, well, let me not say I hope. Actually, I do hope for the safety of others. I do hope that you okay, What exactly it. was happening in this video? You go ahead. Dog, so first of all, this is in Dallas, right? Like and this is not like a gossip gossip pod or whatever, but like I, I put this in the notes because I felt that it was definitely necessary to speak on just for, for a, a multitude of reasons. Uh, by the way, your waves are hidden today, my guy. They are definitely MJ. slapping. Yeah, I've been working. Hey, <laughs> hey, I've been on camera for five hours today, bro. You mean to tell the Boys dude that was putting in, in the, the middle work? Of the break, <laughs> middle of the break, hitting them joints. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> Boy, tip this head down. I said, like, "Oh Lord!" Uh, <laughs> but no, man. So on this video, in which we speak of, for those that that haven't caught on by now or have not seen the video, there is this guy who now we have later learned the name of, which I I could say, but for what? Um, <laughs> so there's this guy who approaches this woman via her doorbell, her ring camera, which he later finds out is recording that he did not know was recording. So he's talking put to it like this. We may, you may know this guy's name, but I would say this guy without knowing a hundred percent has a middle name that is not his on Facebook. hundred percent, hundred percent. Got to be. his middle name. Probably first name, probably a first name <laughs> and, and last name. His name like, is like Flip De Niro or something like that yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the cheese, Johnson. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, but he's so he's shooting his shot at this girl. Long story short, at this girl through her ring camera, and it's like, first of all, it's early in the morning because she says, like, you know, it's early. Do you she know what time like, it is? Yeah. Yeah. She, she sounds like she's yawning. Like, and he's he's like not even just like shooting his shot. He's like shooting his shot like i've seen i've seen you you look you look good ooh, ooh, ooh. um it was it was a bunch of, oh oh he said he played in the g league he said he does tattoos and uh that he lives downstairs apparently it's a busy man been, he, <laughs> yeah he was like yeah i do tattoos too i'm i'm trying to make the nba i ain't like I ain't like everybody else out here i'm trying to get on super weird super stalkerish and at first, the the initial video that when I saw it, I was like, "Ha, that's funny!" Like, I re- like at first, it's like I respect your like your your shot shooting, right? See, at, at no point, at no point did I see that. I saw that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I saw it initially, and I was like, "Oh, this is first." My first Freaky. thought when I saw the first video was, "This is this is not cool." Like, if I was if like if I was like if I was the neighbor across the hall. I would feel like I needed to interject into that scenario, knowing mm-hmm. that it's a woman who lives across the street and mm-hmm. and hearing this half of the conversation. Yeah. It's like I would wonder, like, do I need to get into this or not? Right. And I and, and don't get me wrong. I understand the idea of shooting a shot as someone who has shot several shots before. It, over the top, though, like over over the top, bro. Like 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 I said, initially. Because Twitter is is a is a strange place to be. Like nobody really takes anything serious on Twitter unless they're taking everything serious, right? Um, I was like, ha. And then, like you said, like like after the initial ha, then it's like, hey, bro, this is weird. Like, no, like he, all right. Bad. So for me, the thing was, he rang the doorbell, and then when she said, "Do you know what time it is?" Then it triggered me. Like, okay, that's that's weird in general. Super weird because. Yeah, because like most of the time, most people would just say like, hello, who's there? Right. You must be ringing the doorbell at some crazy time, first of all, for that to be the response. And it's light out. So it's got to be early in the morning. Right. 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 I'm not ringing the doorbell at noon. You talking about, oh, do you know what time it is? Like, that's a perfectly acceptable time to ring somebody's doorbell. The second mm-hmm. thing, he was there for so long. 
If he but, had rung the even prior to even prior to ringing the doorbell though, like she posted initial thing. I mean, other things of his like initial approach. He like stood there, stared for a second, like contemplated, like, all right, am I gonna ring the door? Like he stood there for like a smooth no. five. And, and to be fair, listen, as someone who shot their shot before, sometimes you have to get your, your, your marbles in order. Sometimes you gotta get your things in order before. <laughs> How am I gonna say this so I don't sound like a complete jackass when I go and talk to this girl who I find objectively beautiful? That's a right. thing. Okay, that right. is a real thing that exists. Sure. However, sure. all if the man had rung her doorbell, hey, I see you around all the time. I live downstairs. You know, I love to talk to you someday. If you're ever interested, come knock on my door. This is my apartment number. And and left. I would have scrolled past the video, didn't think twice about it. Mm -hmm. But when he kept going with this whole big sales pitch and this, this, and this, that, and this, <laughs> this, and this, that, I'm like, okay, this motherfucker is up to no good. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's like super creepy. And like, like I said, like it was, that was in Dallas. So I find that even more interesting because I've spoken on this podcast about how like people don't really do a lot of things like, like when well, I ain't speak on that, but like like that, because like bro, you could have got shot, bro. Honestly, like because yes. what if that what if what if that's me speaking hypothetically, right? What if that's me and and that's my wife, right? And I'm in the bed next to her. I'm opening the door, bro. Yeah, see, that's why I don't have a gun because I don't want that conversation. I'm opening I'm not the door. Going to open the door. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to shoot him. I'm. I would never. You know. And, Especially incriminate myself. But, it, but, but when you open the door, that just opens the invitation. Like, you know what you know you're definitely not gonna shoot him from inside. You ain't gonna oh, shoot yeah, him right, from inside right. to outside. Once you yeah. open the door, now it open it opens that invitation to just the violence to get there. So that's why I was like, because I too am opening the door. Right? Like I'm opening. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, what's wrong with you? Neighborhood. Get like, out of here. But that's why I got. That's why I got the Louisville Slugger. And Louisville Slugger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's Come what to, it is. Because in the follow-up video, did you he see doesn't the live there? Video? Yeah, yeah. There's a I saw a video of this guy, and apparently, you know, his buddy, you know, it, you know, his 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 podcast partner, I suppose. And there, uh, he's yeah. he's literally like interviewing this guy in a very crude and rudimentary way. But we get to the bottom of the matter. He apparently this guy, this woman has stolen his phone allegedly and he said he was going to bust in the house as soon as she opened the door yeah and go get his phone and get out which no i commend this woman for not opening the door i'll say that because here's the thing i have been victim of the find my iphone you know, I've, I've been there. Everybody's been there. If you have a phone, you've had a phone for the last eight years, they were find my iPhone exists. You've lost it. And if you find my iPhone to find it. And I know the feeling when it feels like it is in that house. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that don't mean you can just kick the door down because it might not be. <laughs> and <laughs> like she clearly didn't steal his phone. Like, I mean, I, clearly, I'll be honest. I didn't see any other videos. Didn't. I don't know if she did or not. I, right, but, so, but if you should steal his phone and you knew the place to go, there's different ways to go about getting your phone back. Like I just would have walked up there with the boys. Yeah, right. What? Yeah, I've 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 done a little. I don't want to say extensive research. Like I don't want to act like I've like put it's it. It's okay. Whole it's but, okay that you that you saw a viral moment and you cared and clicked about it. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot, yeah, I, a lot of other people. Yeah, I I did I did quite a few clicking. Quite a, quite a few clicks um and come to find out like this girl is not even from dallas like she just moved here she got kids like she never stole his phone and like apparently the word around town is this weirdo guy is in fact an extreme weirdo like all right that's one thing. there are other women with stories i don't want to cut you off but this is something that i find that we do as heterosexual men that we have to stop Sure. Weirdo is not an acceptable term for somebody who's actively going around harassing people. Like yeah, a weirdo. You gotta, you gotta call him what he is. is somebody. Huh? Yeah, a, and that's I just really, I'm not trying to call you because I've done I've I've been guilty of it in the past, but it is one of those words that people use when they don't want to use words that are more uncomfortable, right? But we like, like a stalker, weirdo is somebody who Cheetos and mayonnaise. You know what I'm saying? That's a weirdo. Like a weirdo is some. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a weirdo. Yeah. A weirdo, is somebody. You know, 
I can't think of something else that's that's pretty innocuous, but like you know, a weirdo only drinks great drinks. That's it. They don't they, no nothing else. They only drink great flavored drink because you're weird. But it, that, that's a weirdo. A weirdo is not somebody who is harassing people on a day on a, on that's a semi-regular real. basis. That person is that's called real. a harasser. That's real. <laughs> no, that's 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 accurate. And you know what? I do stand by that because I think I think um, and this is not just pertaining to this, but I think just overall, we do have to uh, hold each other accountable in situations like that. Like um, like, for instance, um, and I don't want to like go down this like weird path, but for instance, I, I've I've seen this this meme where it says, "How come all women know someone who is raped and men don't know um, the rapist or whatever?" Right? Mm-hmm. And I I've had a couple comments to a couple women that have posted that, and I just said, "Well, a lot of times, you know, speaking hypothetically, we don't know if our boy was like." A, a rapist or something because we don't sit around it, it's like you know I, I like we don't sit around and say oh yeah i raped her last night like that is never going well, to be but, but what i would say though is that while there is not necessarily people walking around ad- admitting you know crimes on a regular basis that's why I think that we have to really push back on people being called weirdo. Weirdo, yeah. Because exactly. things yeah. like that, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, he He's was a, a little funny. Yeah, he yeah. was a little funny. Like, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. What does that yeah. mean? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? What does that really mean? Because, like, that's not like, to me, being funny is you got to quirk. Like, you know, every, every, you know, every five minutes you snap twice because you got, that's your Tourette's tick. You know what I'm saying? That's weird. That's weird. It, it, that's a weird thing to do. But yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? But, but we have but weird, weird is not approaching a woman through her, her ring camera. That that's is not weird. Harass, that's, that is that's harassment. harassment. Yeah. <laughs> that's and what that is. is. And then following up a video saying that you would have bust in her house if she opened the door just to like steal her steal your quote unquote phone back. Yeah, the follow-up yeah. video was very much no 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 no. I wasn't just harassing. Don't get me wrong. I also would have broken and entered given the opportunity. Yeah. No, so all that to say, although I I don't believe I know a rapist, and I hope I don't, and if I was to know someone that had assaulted someone to that degree, I would 100%, first of all, whip their ass, and then I would call the police. But um, I agree with you that we have to hold each other accountable in those situations like this. And, you know, because we one thing I will admit is we have all – been out with a friend or an associate or seen it uh just overt shot shooting you know what i'm saying like we've all seen that there's a difference between there's a difference between what is an acceptable level of shooting your shot and not to me yeah i i don't to me when i if i am shooting my shot hi my name is martin and like if the conversation goes from there like you know what i'm saying but generally hi my name is martin i find you really attractive i like to talk to you mm-hmm. if that if, if that doesn't go then i'm not gonna stand there and keep then i'm gonna go to right exactly <laughs> i'm not going to stand there and keep but i personally i don't know what it is about some people i think it's maybe just dealing with rejection or whatever but as a door-to-door yep. salesman in one summer of my life i've been rejected more in that summer that I ever rejected in my entire life, there's nothing like getting the door slammed on you 10 times before 9 a.m. <laughs> nothing like you know, what, what, what were you selling? Books, right? Books, yes. There's, I tell you, if you ever want to be humbled, go try selling things door to door. I promise you, you will not last five hours. How many books did you sell that summer, bro? Enough to buy a 47 inch television. <laughs> That's not a lot of books. There were oh there were people there were don't get me wrong there were people that that bought cars you know what I'm saying <laughs> but my goal at the start of the summer I was like I I hate this I hate it I hate it I hate it and plus too my cousins lived there so I was skipping off the book field I was skipping off the book field from door I was leaving like <laughs> we were supposed to sell till like seven eight p.m. I was done nah. every day by like two like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm out of here yeah, yeah I'm, I'm out of here I'm out of yeah. here so I made enough sales to buy a big ass TV and to pay for all my expenses when I was down there. And I lived in DC. So it was, you know, relatively wasn't the yeah. cheapest place to be, but yeah. I learned at that moment that rejection is not bad. In fact, in fact, Taylor, 
It's counterintuitive, but you would prefer a quick no. You know why? Oh, it's, it's ripping the Band-Aid off. Well, it's just, it's just, if I go up to that, you know, let's say that 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 girl I'm talking to is actual house, right? And, and this, the, you know, the typically 98% of the time, mom would be there, dad would be at work. So mm-hmm. mom lets you into the house, right? Or mm-hmm. sits you on the porch and you're talking. Mm-hmm. And you're talking, you're talking, you're talking. And you spent now 20 minutes into your presentation, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, and then and, it's and a- all of a sudden, she's like, well, you know, I really got to check with my husband first. And I, listen, I'm just speaking from experience, okay? This mm-hmm. is, I heard this a million times. All that I just need to ask my husband first, all that means is that woman didn't have a heart to slam it in no. your face 20 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. And you just wasted all of your energy, all yeah. of your, all, everything you got in you because you're trying to make this sale because you got to get this TV, dog. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it's just, no. So I would prefer that girl in the bar to tell me immediately, hi, my name is Martin. I find you attractive. I'd like to, you know, like, I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. Cool. Or flash me the ring. All right. Got it. You know what? Enjoy your night. That is always the response. Enjoy the rest of your night. Mm -hmm. And I'm going off about my way. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it's just all the extra stuff is too much. It's too much. And then, yeah, that's that. That is what shooting your shot is. And to me, once that girl says she's not interested in talking to you, you are now wasting, wasting. You harassing. Like, yeah. like for real, for real. You, she don't want you there yeah. no more, my guy. So what you going to yeah. do? You going to just stay there and be like, are you sure? That's not how that goes. Yeah. You don't, your, your boyfriend don't let you have friends? I was never that guy. Like, I don't even know. I don't understand who made, who made that, like, the famous line. Like, no. <laughs> what girl is out here like, yeah, matter of fact, he cool. He cool. Let's be friends. And look, there's, <laughs> there may be like somebody that. out there listening to this who says, "Hey, man, you know, I, if I hadn't rolled through the first two or three punches, I wouldn't have found my wife, or I wouldn't have found my girlfriend now." And what I tell you, I wouldn't have found her either because I am not going to stick around <laughs> and roll through no punches. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have found her either. So, if, you know, and I wouldn't suggest doing it again. If it worked this one time, then stick with it. And maybe ask her how she felt about the first few times that you tried to talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, like just like the, the the men that um they get rejected and it's like, oh, well, well, F you then, woo, bro. Bro, now you're embarrassing yourself. Like you're embarrassing yourself now, bro. Like, because if she considered giving you a chance after the initial no, you have now ruined it all the way. But it's like, also also the thing with me. What I don't understand that's like uh, it's like the equivalent of of me telling you, yeah, I really really like this restaurant that we're going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like let's make reservations. It's like let's do it. Let's go. Like come on, let's bring the wife. You know what I'm saying? Let's really do it. And then we get there and like the wait is like 45 minutes. I'm like, yo, fuck this place. This place sucks. It's the worst. It's like, bro, what happened? What changed? The fact right. that you just can't get in immediately, that what happened right. what changed? Because yeah. 15 minutes ago, you were telling me how, how this was the best place on the planet. I got to take my wife here. I got to take the fam. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, so what's really good? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think I think you're right, though. I think I think it's a lot to deal with just like just overall like rejection. Like some people just don't do well, I guess, with it. And I get it. But you you have to have control of your reaction to the the nose the rejection the you know all of that because if bro you ain't you gonna get rejected all the time and not just by girls like not just by women not just by guys you're gonna get rejected in life bro <laughs> like I in life uh, I generally operate with this thought process I do not ask questions I do not want to hear the answer to if like if the answer is going to upset me in some way I'm not gonna ask the question. Like I need to be good with whatever response is coming back. Mm -hmm. Yes, no, maybe so. I don't care. I need to be Mm -hmm. good with all of those. But Mm -hmm. speaking of rejection, Mm -hmm. (laughs) one uh, Nicki Minaj, who is no stranger to injections, is rejecting. (laughs) No, she's no stranger to. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I was like, yeah, wait a minute. I see. Rejecting the COVID shot. 
because she says, per her Twitter on September 13th, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His tentacles became swollen. My friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision and not bully. To which I will say, my testicles are the same size. My testicles have not grown nor shrank since uh, <laughs> That's the injection. Saying. They're the same size. Hey, it's so funny though because she has such like a like Nikki has such a following that like I personally like before this tweet and things I would not have expected such like from her. Like I feel like sh she, uh, Drake, uh, sometimes like a LeBron, like. People that are so like high up in in mm -hmm. some regard, they kind of avoid iffy topics. Like you, you really you know hold Nicki Minaj in a, uh, in a high regard. And, <laughs> like and, I don't well, hold her in that necessary same regard. In Not in twenty twenty one. Maybe in terms of her following. Yeah, well, following. That, that, and that's what I mean. Like in terms of her following, I would not have expected like like that. And that, that's what I mean. It's like this is this is weird so the thing, ty, that, the ty, thing ty says that that you call her nikki minaj i call it nikki <laughs> minaj too these they they are they are say it's it's nikki minaj right it's minaj minaj it, it's not well, even it's, a real word well i will say because she did wayne had a line and i can't remember the first half of it but it ended with nikki minaj Oh yeah, that's on right. uh, I can't remember the song either, but he had it. And if you're a Wayne fan like me, who, which forgets all the important details, but that line, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, Wayne been snapping lately. I saw a song with him, him and um, him and the baby. Uh, it's a new song. It that song is Wayne been snapping, bro. The pandemic did him well. Man, staying well. at home did him well. 2020, well. not leaving. The, you know, the whole stay at home order did him well. They um, said they they said every time he loses the dread, he gets better and better. <laughs> For real though, it's true. I would say back to Lil Wayne's protege, Nicki Minaj, and her tweet. This is so so I came across this in a very interesting way. So I follow Philip Lewis, who's the senior editor for the Huffington Post. Oh, yeah, I saw uh, that. I saw, I, saw that. <laughs> I saw they had beef. I was like, this is such a weird beef. And also, like, a personal friend of mine. Like, I, I've known him. We went to, we didn't go to college together, but he went to state. I went to Michigan. We were both alphas. So we knew each other. I've known him since. I've known him since we were, you know, well kids. before either one of us were doing anything in the media, right? Yeah, kids, yeah. essentially, exactly. overall. I mean, so back, 19, you're a child. I see that Phil has retweeted Nicki Minaj and asked, was this the research? Because Nicki Minaj had tweeted a poll asking, oh, which yeah. vaccine did you take? <laughs> Queen Radio. Hashtag Queen Radio. Did you take the Pfizer, the J&J, &J, Moderna, oh, or you chose God. not to? So Phil retweeted that and said, was this your research? And Nicki Minaj <laughs> retweeted that and came back with like, you've been talking about me all day. Get a job. You know, the essential, those essential things. And it's like, and she did say a Twitter poll is research and by definition sure a twitter poll is research how concise consistent and and uh uh, uh meaningful all of those other words. words yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, all that, of the other words that apply right no it's uh, not it is not exactly a scientific study with a control but that's how i came across it i came across the barbs Nicki minaj's fan base dragging phil up and down the timeline telling him to go get a job like he's not yeah. the senior editor of the front page of the huffington post which i just found <laughs> incredibly fascinating and then also where I'm, sure, where I'm sure he has to do tons of actual research i mean it's as a journalist it is a big part of the job <laughs> a you know big part of the job you kind of really have to know what happened before to be able to accurately report on what is currently happening and what may happen in the future yeah, I will say this, though, while this tweet did not teach me anything about vaccines or COVID-19 or communicable, I should let me take that back. It did teach me about communicable diseases because of the 90.1 quote tweets of this tweet uh, mm -hmm. at time of screenshot. Mm -hmm. About 89.3 of those quote tweets were saying, hey, sis, your friend's cousin. Delete cousin's this. friend they just got <laughs> chlamydia and yeah. that's what happened 
Wait, so is wait, chlamydia makes your testicles swell this up? This is why Twitter is both the worst place and the best place on the planet. Because yeah. I, 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 I know that COVID should, does not. We should, po- <laughs> we, should po- we should post a poll and maybe that'll be our research. But I, but I, I think that there was enough people on the timeline telling me that, you know, this is a side effect of, of when male contracts chlamydia. I'm you sure. might get elephantitis of I'm your sure. uh, of your, your your tickles and bits there. You know, that yeah. might they might grow to the oh, if you had seen medicinal fried chicken in South Park, you would know they might hit you like the medicinal fried chicken from South Park. Yeah, but, I, yeah. So so speaking of like shows like that, like are you familiar with Black Dynamite? I am. Okay, yeah. That, so I love Black Dynamite. They only had two seasons, but I love Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite is possibly one of like my favorite um, cartoon shows like that. But I, I'm still, yeah, I need to get on the South Park. I still haven't finished. Um, what show was it that you? Oh, the Cocaine Cowboys. I'm still like in the in the. It's okay, but you know, I gotta though, get. There. I'm I'm fascinated by all of the. The drug cocaine dealers? drug trade from the seventies to through the nineties. Why? A because well, partly because my dad was a federal prosecutor in Miami. Bro, what? Like, mm-hmm. In the eighties. So like, like Willie okay. and Sal. Like my dad. Like my dad was not necessarily involved with Willie and Sal particularly, but he but, knows their names. Yeah, like yeah, my dad, right, right, right. Being a federal prosecutor in Miami. You're gonna know William Salma Luda. Sure. You're gonna know Griselda Blanco. You're gonna know, yeah, right. um, uh, uh, you know El Chapo. You're gonna know, you know, the, Pablo you know, Escobar. You know, I mean, those Tony were, Montana. But like the fictional character Tony <laughs> Montana, like Tony Montana wasn't a real person, obviously. Nah, but yeah, that was yeah. a real situation. Like that, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was sure. a real thing of people coming over and just you know Miami was a wild time. And bro, bro I never as a federal prosecutor, it was good work out there. I mean, it's a whole lot of there was a whole lot of federal crimes being committed. Bro, that is insane. And here I thought so, your dad was just like the the lawyer for CVS. Well, you know, he started did that too. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's you crazy. Know. That's crazy. After, my, you know, after the my guy, uh, after oh, my the, guy needs a uh, thirty for thirty. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, so really, if you if you watch if you watch the if you watch the the Willie and Sal, mm-hmm. there's a period in which Willie and Sal start they move, and period in which really almost all Colombian drug dealers mm-hmm. they go from. I shouldn't just say well. Yeah, it's because Mexican drug dealers are different because you got you share the border, right? The the, the thing with Colombia. Oh, yeah. Is you can't share the border, right? The thing yeah, is they, transport. That's that's yeah. the tough part about yeah. you know. The, as as I speak on this, as an expert of the Colombian cocaine trade, <laughs> no, but I it mean, got too yeah, hard. Here, but it, it got too hard to move all of the the product into Miami at the rate that they needed to. Correct. So they started going up the East Coast and started going over to the West Coast. Enter Los Angeles, New York. Correct. So that those different ports were, you know, they were hitting the port of Miami for. Correct. They were hitting the port of Miami so much that Rick Ross made a song, made an album called Port of Miami. A couple of how, just couple how much albums. cocaine was moving through the port of Miami, right? So yeah. it's like so, yeah. but if you if you notice that time frame, lines up exactly with when my dad left to go to Louisiana. Okay, so Miami. yeah, so so that's what I was gonna ask. Like, so with your dad being a former prosecutor out there, right? Like. Did he? I'm sure you've had to have heard like some wild stories. Like, did he ever like you know? Did he have to leave to go little to Louisiana? Like until like you know Willie and Sal got locked up, or you know like any like, story is, like that? Is his he, name really his name? Like now I'm scared <laughs> to even say his name. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, what if what if Chapo and them got the drop on? So let me ask you this, and you know what I'm saying? Like, like it what's good? It would be incredible. And they do say the cartel hears everything. Um, but no, I'm to sure. my knowledge, my dad was never in, in any, any s- static, but it is not a job that you want to do for 20 years. Absolutely. Right? It's not. one of those, and, but you know, he got in when the getting was good, right? When, when the, when Miami was really popping and then when Miami died out, he was like, 
do I, he had the opportunity to move to San Francisco or to move to New Orleans. And he moved to New Orleans because the cost of living was too high in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Dog, that is crazy. So, okay. So that's where your fascination comes in. I mean, I love like, I'm really into like the, the whole like drug well, dealing. That, but that. also too, the role of the United States government is completely understated in almost all of this. And still, really, Snowfall was the first that like really kind of got to it. But mm -hmm. the thing is that people don't understand is this was all subsidized by the United States of America. Like this is like people will talk about conspiracy theories or mm -hmm. like what they believe the government is capable of. Mm -hmm. Here's your number one conspiracy theory. The reason why so many Americans are hopped on drugs, are addicted to drugs, and are using drugs on a regular basis has much as as much to do with the United States government as it has to do with the people who are bringing it here and the people who selling it to you. Well, I don't know if you heard this or not, but the CIA said they found nothing that connected them to the crack trade. Well, that you know, that's <laughs> just that would just be conveniently ignoring. That would be convenient. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Maybe you didn't go in there. How are you? In, how are you investigating no, yourself? No, like, no, no, no. No. I got. Well, I got. Okay. Sure. Maybe Teddy did not walk Franklin in to the kitchen and teach him how to make a rock. Okay. But when you're giving somebody kilos upon kilos upon kilos of cocaine at a wholesale price, there's only so many options, and they have yeah. to be go get bread, right? Because yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to pay the rent. And that's yeah. the, that's the reason why so many guys were able to get off is because they were paying so much less for the brick because they knew that nothing. You know what I'm saying? And no, it's, it's insane. It's, it's it, fascinating it, to me. It, no, it's insane. Like I, the fact that like nobody even like kind of like figured this out was just like insane. I mean, think about Frank Lucas and an American gangster. Like, bro, he he was using. American planes to fly the, the the drugs over here underneath bodies or with bodies and all that, like bro, and that's real. So no, it's it's, it's absolutely crazy. But you spoke on America and and the conspiracy theories and things like that, bro. So I watched the nine eleven doc, and I think you told me to to watch it. Like you 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 admit I don't even know if you told me to watch it, but you mentioned it, and I was like, man, I'm gonna check it out. And this mm -hmm. was my first like true documentary of nine eleven. That I had watched. Now, um, I love documentaries, though. I, I truly do. Like it, it's, it's like read, like how you read books. I watch docs. Like I'll watch a doc on damn near anything. And um, yeah, the, the United States, we we don't give a fuck. <laughs> the interesting thing about this documentary, as I sit here and think about it, this is one of the few documentaries that I've seen that I actually lived through the time. Right. Agreed. Agreed. It was really weird. It was really weird. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, because I'm thinking, why did this one feel so weird? Because I watch a ton of documentaries, but it's, mm -hmm. it's because I remember 9-11 vividly. I remember watching yeah. the same footage that we saw on, you know, it's very similar footage that you live. see in Netflix documentary live, live on TV. television what, 20 yes. years ago. Yes, bro. It was really weird. It was really weird. I, I agree. Like that, 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 that's what kind of like had me so shook was because we were sixth grade. Because, yeah, you're in the same. I was in the yeah. fifth grade. 9-11 happened for me. I was in fifth grade, Mr. Bilby Social Studies class, 2001. How? Maybe I forgot it was sixth grade. 2001 was fifth grade. 2002 was sixth grade. 2002 was, 2003 was seventh grade. 2004 was eighth grade. 2005 was ninth grade. Yeah, you're right. I was in the sixth grade. Yeah. I'm like, trust me. I, I remember. I had Mrs. Check. She was our, like, substitute, like, permanent substitute you know, teacher. Mr. Bilby, social studies, was my fifth grade homeroom teacher, and I was in his social studies class in sixth grade, so maybe that's where it was. But I definitely was in the room with Mitch Bilby when we found out that the plane hit. Yeah. And we didn't find out that the plane hit. What happened was the principal came and whispered something in his ear, and this man went from his regular white complexion to having seen a ghost. Had, I, mean, yeah. I mean, white as toilet paper. And that, But that's why I say, like, it hit so much different back then being that we were sixth grade, like we were so young and maybe I was just, you know, ignorant to this because I was, you know, just living in kid land. But like, to me, it was like, all right, you know, they, they attacked us or whatever. And I knew that they played, I'm proud to be an American. You know, they played that every day on the, the announcements for the next like three years. Um, but to me, it just, it, oh, bruh, 
the propaganda was so real well, after that. Well, I just well see the thing was, and again goes back to all I did as a kid was watch what my parents watched. I I watched more History Channel before the sixth grade than any child normally should. I knew, mm-hmm. I knew. I was like the impact. I was like, oh, it's popping. It was like I didn't mm-hmm. know the words. It was like, I was like, I, I knew at that moment, and probably I knew because my dad was over here saying they gonna go get them. They gonna go mm-hmm. get them. <laughs> they don't. Mm-hmm. They gonna go get them. Yeah, boy, I, did I, I, I didn't. Yeah, boy, did they? Like, but I, I just didn't. I didn't grasp like the in, impact like that. Like, I, like I did, but I didn't. Like to me, it was just like you know, like as if I guess it was. I was desensitized because of domestic threats, right? Like I semi remember the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't remember the impact of that, but I remember. You know, there's a building that has been blown up or whatever. So it's like, and I remember Columbine vividly uh, just because I was in school. So I remember, you know, the I, I was used to domestic threats. So it's like I didn't really grasp the international threat or the international attack as much as I did at 31 years old watching this doc. It was just like mind blowing to me because I was texting you throughout like the uh, the beginning of the documentary and not to spoil it for anybody, even though it's, it, we, we lived it. Uh, the mm-hmm. beginning of the documentary is, you know, straight up attack. This is how it went down, blah, blah, blah. And like for the first two episodes, bro, I was sad. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I was like, Oh my god, like they really attacked us, bro. Like I was I was hurt. Like y'all really came over here and did this to us. Like, what is wrong with y'all? And then I asked you how how many episodes in were you? It was literally the moment you said, How many episodes you in? And I said, I mean, I'm on three. And I think because I feel like and to be fair, I didn't say anything but that. Like to yeah. your response, like I didn't say anything but that. I was like, how far in are you? Because you might want to. I said, I said, I'm on, I'm on three and like five minutes later into three was when they're like, oh no, (laughs) we went and got them. I said, oh my God. And you said it best. It was like, as if like they smacked us and we burned down their house. Yeah. It's like somebody came and punched you in the face. So you went and decided to go burn down their house. Yes. It's like not saying that somebody punches you in the face, you shouldn't hit back, but there has to be some level of measure taken. (laughs) <laughs> there's yeah. some level of some level of crime meet punishment because yeah i mean yeah the, the what happened on 9-11 is obviously tragic and it's obviously you know you feel for the families who were involved and really you feel for the country because and and honestly like you said the propaganda after the fact like I, somebody oh. posted a history channel not the history channel the disney channel with lizzie mcguire and and, and, and lewis and ren stevens just talking about what it means to be an american while waving these little american flags all around and like that was, oh, it was and, that was a huge thing it was it a was huge insane. thing the, the like like and that's what i really really took away from it was just how even though we're using media right now, but how the media can control like the narrative of so much too, because I've, I vividly remember that proud to be an American song being played day in and day out. Every sports program, I'm telling you every, um, every morning announcement at school, it was the, the come on song, like it was, I mean, day in and day out. And then they even had the guy on the documentary that said that said uh that he joined the military simply because of 9-11. And he gets over there and his like commanding so- sergeant gets like killed right there. He's like, the first time I ever fired my gun, I killed a kid that was like 15 years old because he's walking this way with the AK in his hand. Like it's just insane, bro. It, it was insane, but that's a. It was a really good doc to me, though. I've been talking about it. My wife is over it. Like she's she, <laughs> like she, she asked last night. She was like, "Was that the first documentary that you watched of 9-11? I was like, "Yeah," and she was like, "Yeah, I can I can tell." Like, cause she is over it. She's like, "Go watch something else. <laughs> like, go find." Well, I mean, doc. it was very well done, and I'll say like it was. It my, it was. the thing about it that it helps you understand as an American, just why somebody would hate you, right? Like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, not, yeah, for sure. not that for I sure. feel like I just personally did anything to deserve all this smoke, for but sure. like, 
I, you know, I get why you don't, you're not with the home team. You know what I'm saying? I understand why yeah. you would have these feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. She said, she said the same thing to me last, uh, or I think that was last night too. Cause she was like, I was like, dog, we are just assholes. And she was like, yeah, well go move somewhere else then. I said, oh no, no, no. I didn't go that far. <laughs> Like it's like being a Cowboys fan. Like I'm, I'm gonna stay here because they're gonna talk about my team. Like we might suck and all of that, but guess what? We we're always gonna be the top. The yeah, we top might suck, but we're gonna be the topic of conversation regardless. <laughs> straight up, straight up. I said, oh no, 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 I ain't moving nowhere else. All the other place I go is like to Canada, and that that's just because they just kind of stay out the way. They're just like, mm, how you doing, eh? Nah, I'm gonna move to Canada if I move yeah, somewhere. I, you know, I'm kind of move somewhere. Here. My family. I'm I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. My you, my my grandmother's father is Canadian. You so you kind of from there. Just like, okay, I got you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're two what three generations removed. You said your yeah, grandmother's I, father. Yeah, I I asked her. I asked her. Uh, I asked her. You know, for the history and stuff. Apparently, uh, they were fur traders up there. Well, there you have it. No, well, if I move somewhere, this is this is just take this walk with me. I'm going to move somewhere that me being an American matters more than me being an American here. So Does that makes like, sense. Sure. So like where? I like there's a small town in Mexico that I was at that my dad likes to go to. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm being so serious. Okay. And the fact that I'm an American and I, you know, struggle with the Spanish and this that. People will walk me indoors. They will, they, cause it's the, the, the idea is like, he got money, he tourists, he, you know what I'm saying? He gonna yeah, spend yeah. his money. Yeah. So sure. I wanna go somewhere where, cause you know, Americano, like Americano. Bro. Yeah. Like yeah. Americano. Oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, my money long, bro. Let's do it. Yeah. But the, the biggest takeaway that I had from the 9 11 doc was that I don't remember who said it, and I wish I could give him the credit, but he said 9 11 made our country scared for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you kind of look, you can draw a through line through policies since then to now of from fear. Like why? And like, I haven't taken my shoes off in an airport in years, but the idea that people are taking their shoes off because one oh, guy. Got, oh, you got money. You got clear. What you got clear? Nah, I got clear. I got the, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I got, you got the, you got the uh, what, what's it called? The, uh. I got TSA uh, pre-check TSA pre-check. Yeah. I had it, clear. Cl clear is like is like what 175 or something like that. Yeah, clear is clear is not. I'll put it to you like this, man. Is it worth unless I don't I don't have to you are somewhere, I, I take my shoes off. <laughs> no, well, I clear is if you buy clear, you better be going to a lot of well, it's not worth it right now, but you better be going to a lot of you things. better be traveling often. Yeah, often. well, not only just traveling often, but they'll have clear, like they have clear outside the staples center. Right, okay. like to get into the, the Lakers game, right? Yeah. You have to have clear there. So if you're if you're gonna pay for it, you got to be doing that a lot, right? Um, but yeah, I have TSA pre-check because I am not a terrorist. So <laughs> I, like I yeah. appreciate all security concerns. I am not one of the how, people how much, that need how, to be how worried much is about pre-check. I almost don't want to say because it's. I'll put it like this: you can afford it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like like. 50 to 100 dollars, right? Something like you that. can afford it. I just don't want everybody to go around and get pre-check and ruin my ruin yeah, my yeah, yeah. Facts, 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 facts. You can afford I it. I ain't trying to do that. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then and then what 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 all inf what information do they need to like verify you for pre-check and things like that? A significant amount. <laughs> A significant <laughs> amount of information. I mean, essentially yeah. what you're doing is you are opting into the IMA less of a threat than everybody else. Right. Yeah. So they're going to, they like, you got to do a background check. You got to do all this type of stuff. Yeah. Pass the check. And, you know, like there's, there's, this is, there's levels to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You but can't it, just but, it, but it is, it is worth it though. Cause like, yeah. you like I imagine airport. that if you can't get a passport, like for whatever reason, like legally you can't get a passport, then I imagine you, you probably can't. also can't get pre checked. No, I'm, I'm passport gang for sure. Um, yeah, I, I I was thinking about it and looking into it just because like who likes to wait in like the lines for nothing at the airport? It's just like so stupid. When when like you said, no. you, you can afford it. And no. here's my my. I want to keep my shoes on. My worst fear is being stuck behind you at an airport. 
And I mean you specifically, TK, because if you're at an airport, it means your wife is probably there. It means your kid is probably there. And that means it's going to take you forever to get everybody's shoes off, to get everybody situated. Your baby's going to start fussing. And you know what I'm doing back here? I'm listening to a podcast, trying to get on my goddamn plane. Please get out of the way. That's why I got preach at. Because I don't have have the same hang-ups that you guys have in the form of wife and kid. All I got is my shoes and my bag and my computer. Please let me through. Yeah. No, that's right. So you get to keep your laptop in the in the in the bag. Pre-check essentially, I walk through a metal detector and then I go on the plane. Man, yeah, I might have to get that. I might have to get that for sure. Pre-check is like walking pre-check is legitimately like walking VIP into the club. Like, yeah, see, I'm not stopping in security. I don't stop at security. Like it is a consistent walk the entire time. See, that's nice. And, And I found that interesting too. Like, um, just you know, and I was flying before 9-11, but just the, the how lax we were. Like we really did make it easy for them for them to take okay. over. Okay, but I also think that the vast majority of things that we do now is just I'll put it over the like top, this, bro. They don't even serve yeah. knives and uh and, and forks on the plane anymore. Bro, I have flown with things that I should not have flown through with on TS like through TSA, through regular season, not even pre-check on accident. On accident, mm-hmm. you got a pair mm-hmm. of scissors in your bag. Guess what? You broke like technically you broke the law. Yeah, You're not supposed to. Yeah, like all the things that I'm saying, all of them, but the vast majority of things that happen now is just security theater. It's the illusion to make you feel safe. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that too. I would agree with that too because if you, if you, if, I mean, everything can be a weapon, right? I, you know when I really realized that that uh, that the whole TSA thing, the whole security at the airport. It'll stop some, you know what I'm saying? It, it, don't get me wrong. If you try to bring a gun through the airport, they're probably going to catch you if you just have it oh, in yeah. your back. You're going to go right? to jail, jail, jelly. But I'm yeah, just saying, sure. if you have it, if you're probably going to see it if it's in your carry on and so on and so forth. But when I used, to, I used to play ball every day at the CCRB in Michigan, 530. That's when the run was go, go up there and play ball. What is CCRB, bro? The Central Campus Recreational Building. Never been there. It's the gym. That's all it is. It's at University of Michigan. I was, but, oh, 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 you're talking about in college. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, also, I, was, I said I was, in Ann Arbor. I, was like, I, said oh, Ann I was at the JCC. Yeah. Where were you at? No, but, I, was, okay. I said in Ann Arbor, so at, at Michigan. Okay, I got you. My and, and there would be all types of guys that would come play. Some of the older guys who had graduated, who were like had been on the team, would come back and run. So it was a good mix. You know, anytime he's 30, 40 guys, you know, it's a good run. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm walking into North Terminal at DTW, which you are well familiar with if you've ever flown Spirit in or out of Detroit. Of course I have. Uh, well, I'm just anybody who has flown Spirit no, in or out of I'm Detroit. Just, you I'm may not gonna, have known. I'm going to put it on the floor. Of course I have. I'm just yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you're familiar with North Terminal then because that's where you flew, not McNamara. Okay, baby? Not McNamara. Yeah. <laughs> but I am giving my ID to the TSA guy, and he's like, what up, though? And I look up, and I realize it's Carl. From the CCRB. Okay. okay. It's Carl from the CCRB. Yeah. And he's Carl said, when are you coming back in town? You going to be hooping? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be back Sunday. I'll be back you know, Wednesday. I'm coming by you know, school. I got to go ball. Yeah, I'll play. And I went and I just thought about it. I was like, hold on a minute. Carl is a TSA agent? <laughs> I don't even want to pass Carl the ball. <laughs> I don't want to miss my life. I don't want Carl on my team. In fact, if Carl is guarding me, I'm not going to yell about it, but I'm going to be like, hey, man, you know, ball up. You know, let me see that rock. Let me see. Let me, let me get one, two real quick. Yeah, I got hey, Got one, coach. Got one, miss coach. Man. Miss, man. If, yeah, if Carl, you know what I'm saying? If Carl is guarding me, so I'm saying, what is Carl doing checking my ID at the TSA? <laughs> All right. So just know this: your TSA agent is whoever lives within fifty miles of the airport. Needs <laughs> job. This ain't no highly trained security operative. No, nah. you know this ain't no this nah. ain't no next level. You know, I spy gadgetry going on. This is Carl from the CCRB who can't hit a jumper to save his life. Checking your ID. Wow. Wow! Shout out to Carl, man. <laughs> That's the well, thing too. 
That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name. That because you know what? You know what's really messed up? Because you you'll know this. You can have a friend or like a quote friend, right? Like a, a, a basketball friend, maybe somebody you go play pickup and not know their name, but you know who they are. Yeah. I found out the man's name was Carl because he's wearing the name tag. He said Carl. Oh, he was just dog from the gym. Yeah. He's, what's up, bro? Hey, I, you know what? I bet he found out my name was Martin when he read my ID. Well, until the next episode of So Let Me Ask You This, keep up with us on all things social at So Let Me Ask You This. That is just one letter, you, uh, not spelled out like our title. Um, until the next time, this has been TK. That's Martin. Don't be Carl from the CCRB. Don't be Carl.